be able to get more information um, on what's happening in the movement, how we can look at things differently in, in the world of lowriding, lowrider families, lowrider you know, culture, and really the art form of lowriding and, and what it means and what it would mean to our community to get, you know, to abolish anti-lowriding, um, you know, um, ordinances. Uh, ordinances really, you know. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much. I know you're extremely busy and I'm so glad that you um, have a connection with UTLA and met Ingrid and and the stars are aligning for um, people such as um, yourself, Raul, myself, and even all those that, um, you know, continue with um, these beautiful, you know, resolutions and all the other work that you guys are doing. To- yeah, I'm so excited to see, you know, I when I introduced this and I'm sure we'll get it, but you know, I did it with my local, uh, you know, the San Fernando Valley Car and Club Council, which is, I don't know if you know them, Adam, um, they've been great to me over the years. And, you know, I thought, oh, what, what can we do with them, right? Yeah. Like, let's do something. I thought it was just me and them, like local, uh, but it's turned into so many people have reached out over this resolution. And I'm like a little overwhelmed, like, oh, wow, <laughs> there's a lot of people out there. And, so it's been, I've met so many people. I've had calls like this with people from San Jose, from other parts of the state. Um, and a lot of my colleagues here um, are excited too. They're like, wait, that's my area. This is my area. You know, some of the assembly members have low riders themselves. Right. right? So um, that's so great. It's exciting. I thought it was just, this is, you know, I want to reward them and let's do let's collaborate and do something with the San Fernando Valley Car Council. Awesome. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. But it's turned into a lot more than I expected. So <laughs> well, you, exciting. Yeah, you, you don't know how much the resolution means to us and the work that you do. So we were just um, speaking with Sacramento Lowrider Commission before mm-hmm. you guys joined us. So Raul and I had a, a chance to just like have conversations with them. So you you have you will be sharing this um space with conversations we had with them just before yourself which um we spoke with sacramento lowrider commission and then united lowrider coalition aida castaneda and carlos rodriguez from sacramento lowrider commission and olivia and um, Flavio. So these are, I'm sure, are a lot of the people that you've been speaking with. Yeah, and my staff has talked to a lot of people. Yeah, too. You know, yeah. I've talked to some of them, but my staff, you know, they get the calls or they set up the meetings. So yeah. it's, it's a whole group of people, which is exciting for us. That's awesome. Kudos to your staff as well. Yeah, so um, maybe I'll just get right into the questions then yeah. so we don't lose time, okay? okay? All right, so first question that Raul and I have kind of overlooked to um, highlight is number one, if you could please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your journey or upbringing that led you to become an assemblywoman. Sure, so I grew up in the San Fernando Valley in Pacoima. I don't know if you're familiar with Pacoima. Yeah, definitely. Uh, my family moved there. My aunt came from Mexico in the 1950s and moved to Pacoima with my uncle. And then my mom came in the 60s. So, you know, we all lived there. Um, grew up, uh, went to San Fernando High School. Uh, and, you know, when I was a young girl, I got interested in computer science at my elementary school. You know, uh, I didn't even know what a computer was. and. You know, I, this is in the 80s, right? So I'm 48. Uh, and, you know, we didn't have cell phones or any of that. And 
I just became very interested in technology as a young girl. And, you know, as you may know, Pacoima, it's a majority Latino community. A lot of us are children of immigrants. You know, my family's from Mexico, just like a lot of the kids that grew up there. Um, It's a lower income community. And, you know, we, but, you know, I just got into technology and computer science and just became interested in it and eventually um, went off to study engineering after high school to MIT, uh, you know, all the way across the country. I didn't even know where it was. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even know how to get there. I'm like, what airport do I fly into? I've never been on a plane, really. And, um, you know, it was a a totally different world for me. Um, But, you know, it, it opened a lot of doors. And, you know, right after, you know, I studied electrical engineering and I, I became an engineer. Uh, but then while I was an engineer, something felt like, you know, there's not a lot of engineers that look like me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, there's not enough women mm-hmm. and Latinos, African-Americans, um, very few. And I started volunteering. I worked in Chicago. That's where I got my first job. And the kids had no idea what I did. And most of the kids were Latino kids at this community center where I volunteered. They didn't know what I did. They hated math and science. They just saw no connection with anything around them to a career Mm. in this field. Um, And I would argue, you know, we know how to make things. I mean, you you come from the lowrider community. I mean, everything, you you were like hacking your cars, right? (laughs) And, And you hear these kids, white kids that grew up, hacking computers and, you know, doing all of that. I mean, it's the same thing, but our community sometimes doesn't see those connections um, and the skills behind a lot of these hobbies um, and and things that your parents know how to do. Uh, And so I decided to go into education and focus on bringing more, especially Latinas into STEM careers. Um, eventually came home and started a nonprofit in Pacoima. It still exists. It's called DIY Girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, it takes young girls starting in fifth grade, and we do a lot of hands-on projects with electronics, and you know they make things. They they learn how to program a computer, uh, make apps, um, and what's exciting. I remember when I was doing this, a lot of the dads would come after school to the program and say. I have these tools in my garage, but I just never thought of including my daughter mm. in any of these hobbies or, and and now she's part of it with me. She wants to do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that was very exciting to see those connections and, and to make those connections between um, hobbies that and skills that are already part of the Latino community and how young people can take that and, and turn it into a career that it's an advantage that you worked on cars mm-hmm. when you were yeah. with your older brother when you were 15 because you're going to be in a lab if you want to do things like I did in STEM and you're going to be wiring things and, and that's what's involved in some of these hobbies that are right. very popular in the Latino community, right? So yeah. always try to make those connections uh, and so Eventually, I was running the nonprofit, then I got appointed by Mayor Garcetti to uh, the Public Works Commission, 
Mm. And while I was there, my predecessor in the state assembly resigned. So there was a sudden opening for the San Fernando Valley and people in the community thought of me and called me, you know, I, I'm friends with some of the electeds in, in the community. And late at night, they were like, Luz, you should do it. You should do it. <laughs> I was like, you're crazy. I'm not a politician, right? I don't want to do that. I already have my own career and things I do. Um, but then I thought about a lot of the, when I go speak to young girls in the community, it's always about taking risks and, and going for more. And here I am being presented an opportunity to run for office, to represent my own community at the state level, you know, and my friends that were encouraging me to run were offering support. Um, I wouldn't be doing this alone. Uh, and so I thought, wait, I'm giving advice to young girls to go for things. And here I am not taking my own advice. And mm, yeah. so that was part of the decision and why. And, you know, I ran and I won, fortunately. And uh, and I've been here for four years in All the right. state assembly. Thank goodness for that. <laughs> All right, let me jump into the next question. Thank you, Luz, for that. Um, secondly, we would like to know how did you um, even become interested in repealing the ordinance and authoring a resolution like ACR 176? And I kind of so, just want to chime in really, really quick, Luz. Uh, I, 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 I feel that you're in touch with the community. You probably saw the lowriders growing up. So there's oh, a course. big, yeah, there's a big connection with that. So along with that same question, yeah. Definitely, like you said, there is a connection, you know, I don't think I realized it as much. And, you know, like my, I have an older cousin that started a low riding club in the 70s in wow. the San Fernando Valley. Wow. You know, I was a little kid. We lived with my aunt. I would see them outside or the friends come over. It was just, you know, oh, there's the guys with the cars, right? Um, you know, it, it's it just, it's part of the San Fernando Valley culture. Yeah, definitely. I mean, more than the San Fernando Valley, as you know, but for me growing up, you're you're walking along you see a car with hydraulics coming out you're like oh there it is and you want them to do the uh -huh. whatever i don't know if they press a button or whatever they do, <laughs> hit right? the switches switch. yeah. <laughs> yeah switch or whatever <laughs> and it's exciting right or at quinceañeras mm -hmm. there's always like the whole the whole court and mm -hmm. they're in those cars the it's processions yeah. part of growing up right and when i was running for office I called my cousins and were like, okay, do you know any groups of people, just clubs or, I didn't mean lowrider clubs. Right. I just meant, who, what are you involved in that you can introduce me to, that I'm running for office, you know, so I could get started, right? They could introduce me, this is my cousin, right? She's running, you should vote for her. <laughs> and one of my cousins is still involved in the oldies club. Mm -hmm. He's now, he's now the president of the Antelope Valley. He moved out oh. to Lancaster. Cool. So he's, he has his own car and he goes, well, I'm part of the car club council in the Valley. I could introduce you to them if you come to one of our meetings. So I did as a candidate mm -hmm. and just talked about myself and all the cars were there. So I was so excited <laughs> and they just started inviting me to car shows. And then when I got elected, uh, we now partner on events together. You know, they do so much for the community. Uh, you know, like the, you know, Easter baskets or mm -hmm. they collect gifts for the holidays uh, and, you know, partner with other organizations in the parks and you get to go see the cars and, 
you know, I'm jealous. I wish I had a, a lowrider. <laughs> I, I mean, I was like, oh, I want that one. I was like, <laughs> which one would be mine when I'm there? We do a trunk for treat mm-hmm. with them, yeah. in, in, you know, in partnership with my office. So I'm like, I'll buy the candy. You bring the cars, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, but so last so we've had that really you know i've been in office for four years and every year we do some event mm-hmm. with the um the car club council in the valley uh my office has gotten to know a lot of them so when i saw an article in in the san diego union tribune they were talking about the national city um you know the ordinance there and how groups were fighting the low rider clubs were fighting there and i was like what is this you know now that i'm in policy here in sacramento uh i'm like let me look up that when did what how did we allow that to happen in in here and we did and it was an assembly bill in the 1980s that allowed cities um to ban cruising you know to to um you know create these ordinances right before that they could they weren't by law they couldn't do that Mm. um but because there people thought um, there were issues or assembly members, maybe they got complaints, I don't know. Um, You know, they passed that bill back then. And then from then on is when it started to happen in our cities, right? Mm. And like, oh, I have such a positive relationship with the car clubs. I like seeing the cars. Why are we doing this, right? And why are, I mean, these are people spend so much money on their cars and on this hobby they don't want to ruin anything they don't want to do they're doing good for the community right um it's an art i mean i see some of these cars like wow um it's all very well thought out Mm -hmm. Uh, and and it's like it feels like we're trying to criminalize that right and and something that i associate with being positive right and not negative right mm-hmm. um and so then i texted it to my staff and i said find that let's let's look into what we can do next year this was last year and what we decided was to just introduce this uh, an, a, an assembly resolution you know that's this year it's acr 176 and, and we said let's encourage local governments to repeal these ordinances let's make this a positive thing because we could start there and then in the future, you know, we could do a bill to even make it so that cities can't do this at all, Great. Mm-hmm. even if they want to. So yes. we decided let's make this, a, you know, they can repeal it if they want to, if the city councils. So let's give them the benefit of the doubt, right? Yeah, You're going to start with I the benefit of the doubt. So I was advised, you know, by several people, you know, to do, let's start there. And then we have this on record and see uh, what response we get. I was just envisioning, well, my car clubs will be involved and they will support. Definitely. But I didn't expect, um, you know, all of you, all a lot of car clubs um, mm-hmm. across the state. Yeah. And, I, and I thought, well, maybe I can get other members to help. But, you know, we get into this. But it, it seems like it just happened organically. Like, you found out about it and now I hear from car clubs all over the state. They write to me, <laughs> yeah. they write message to me on Instagram, on Twitter, everything, right? Yeah. And um, it's so nice to see that, you know, all of these people that are active and involved and that are, and now see the connection with policy, 
sometimes people see us, the state legislature, it's like, oh, what is that? How does that affect my daily life? Mm -hmm. I don't care what they do. If you're not, oh, I'm not into politics. A lot of people, I don't want to be involved in any of that. But this is some a law in California that affects you and your daily life. Yeah. And you know, all the car clubs that are part of your groups. And and so that's been exciting for me. And I've met, you know, I've been meeting with lots of people. My staff gets messages and calls from supporters. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of assembly members that were very excited and spoke on the floor in support when I presented this resolution in the assembly, um, including one of the members that came, showed me a picture of his lowrider. Mm-hmm. He's the member from Stockton. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, look at my car. I'm like, what? <laughs> There's a lot of things I didn't know about my colleagues, right? <laughs> car, and he's telling me what year it is, what it is. And nice. um, even some lobbyists here in Sacramento, you know, he, he posts his car, he has an Impala. Nice. Um, and so, you know, it's it's something that's turned into something very positive. And we know we want to continue working on this. Nice. That's great. And something sometimes like I see that the best way for things to happen is organically, which you stated. Yeah, you know, it's like, authentic. Think, yes. And here we're in the business of we try to reach out to people and we try to get them and we've been doing that with my other bills, right? Because some of them you have to engage. And, you know, I have a whole team here that tries to do that. But with this resolution, it just, like you said, it just happened organically. And people are and, reaching out to you. Yeah, we're usually asking, can you please support this? Can you please support yeah. this? No, there's, <laughs> I need your help. There's so great momentum. Vote for it. Yeah. Um, but here, a lot of it is the opposite happened. That's great. That's great. They're becoming engaged. Um, thank yes. you, Luz, for answering that. Let me go into the next one because I'm looking at my timer. I'm like, ah, it's already almost like I put 20 minutes. So uh, let's see here. The third question is, um, why is this resolution important? And if you can give us a little, what is ACR 176? How would you sum it up and why is it important? Uh, so ACR... 176, it's a, a it's a resolution that celebrates cruising and low riding culture, right? So probably the first time that we'll be in state law saying something positive about low riders and, and cruising culture. Because, you know, if it gets all through, it'll be in our state law officially that. Um, so that's exciting. And it also encourages local governments to work together mm-hmm with um, their local car clubs, yeah. right? And, and one of the ways that's happened is repealing the ordinance on, you know, some cities that still have sections where they can ban cruising. And so we wanted to make this something positive. Let's, like I said earlier, let's start there. Like give, give the cities and city council members the benefit of the doubt, yeah. right? And some of them have stepped up and introduced um, you know, motions locally to repeal that ordinance. Yeah, a lot of right? no- like Northern in, California and Jonathan yeah, Hernandez and Jose. Yeah, I heard Santa Ana. Santa Ana. Camp- I don't know where they are in the process. Yeah, they were um, doing some research. Um, they the council made suggestions and recommendations, and so I know they were doing the follow up work for that. 
um, and then going to bring it back to the council meeting. Well, maybe you can give a little a little whisper in Miss Hilda Solis's um, office when you see her and and promote ACR 176. <laughs> um, let me jump into the next point and, and piggyback off of that because you mentioned card clubs, but I'm a solo writer, my family and I. Oh, so if the okay. resolution um, encourages card club members, does it also speak to me, who's someone who is a cruiser, but solo writer as well? So not necessarily in a club. Yeah. yeah, not affiliated. Right. Or, you know, it's like just the whole you know, cruising car cult, the culture, right? I mean, a lot of times, as you know, it's affiliate, it's associated with your member of a group. Um, But uh, like you said, there's solo riders too. Mm -hmm. So that ACR covers people like myself who are solo riders or just car enthusiasts, like classic cars. Let's celebrate this. Okay. Um, Like a resolution isn't dictating Mm -hmm. here. You know, it's just, making celebrating something or acknowledging something and encouraging uh, people to work together okay great great. that's great okay and um next we'll jump into um our next question is now kind of like taking into consideration the flip side of the quote-unquote argument right is how um how do we address that some concerns that people have in regards to cruising for example you know some people say there's a lot of trash left behind the mm-hmm. congestion sometimes like drinking in public sometimes an occasional violence it's not all the time because i'm i'm out there all the time however what would be um your your advice um to to address some of those issues that people might have in regards to cruising. Yeah, I think a lot of that, I mean, what I've seen locally for us is working together with, you know, local government, you know, the city council members, and also law enforcement, right? I know the Valley and the Valley, our car clubs, from what I've noticed, have a good relationship mm-hmm. with um, LAPD, which is my area. Um, and they know who they are, they work together, um, and so I'm not sure how that's developed over the years. I don't know the total history. I'm sure mm-hmm. it wasn't always like that, mm-hmm. right? And I'm sure it's hard in some places, um, some cities where they don't want to see this out there. Mm-hmm. And so they, I think, may use the concerns as an excuse, right? Right. Okay. To, to ban this. Um, and I think we all need to continue to work together. You know, I would encourage reaching out to your local electeds, if it's the state legislators like me in your area, council, like knowing who represents you. Mm-hmm. Um, I get meetings from groups with different interests, different concerns. Uh, you know, they live in my community. They introduce themselves and what issues and ask for help sometimes. Um, okay. And then we, we develop a relationship, right, and, and get to know them. Um, and I think each city and county is very different on how things work. So I would just encourage um, to to develop relationships, mm-hmm. right? Okay, and collaborate, the, work together. Right. Mm-hmm. Check in it's with hard, them. It's not, a, it's not easy. I'm not saying you yeah. know, there's some places mm-hmm. of our state, unfortunately, where they wouldn't take your meeting, right? You know, to, you know and, but, um, you know, invite them to your events. Yeah. Um, as, as, as uh, to start a relationship. 
Well, that's one thing I want to say that I appreciate about you. I don't know, Raul, if you've noticed, but on other websites for council meetings, there's no like I couldn't sign up to meet the council member. But on your website, it's like if you want to meet the council, if you want to meet the assemblywoman, sign up here. If you have a media request, sign up here. And I was like, oh, you are very accessible. Mm -hmm. And I I haven't had that. I haven't had that, you know, trying to make contact with other um, you know, council members and things like that. And sometimes, I mean, we get like, I get like a hundred of those like every few days, right? And then, you know, because it's so easy, people right. are like, I want to be. Yeah. And, you know, my, you know, I also have my work here. I have to be here in Sacramento. I fly back and forth between the valley and Sacramento every week, mm-hmm. uh, spend some time here, and then I'm home on the weekends. But I sometimes it's also meeting with, the representative, right? So sometimes the elected official that week or the next weeks is booked. Mm. It doesn't mean they don't care necessarily, but sometimes what they'll do is they offer, you can meet with one of my representatives. Um, And it's just because let them get started, collect the information, and then they can go back to the elected official. Oh, they wanna do this with you. They wanna eventually meet you. Well, we're so grateful to have you in you know <laughs> here on, on this platform and you represent so many of us and you represent so many you know people that grew up the same way and saw the same things experienced the same things and then on top of that just empowering young women and young women of color and community people and community organizing so i just wanted to say what a pleasure it was to have you and and thank you for your time yeah do you have time for one last question Sure. Okay. So our last question um, also wanted to piggyback off of your advice. Like experience, if we have experienced some kind of harassment or, um, you know, some kind of um, just bullying tactics, profiling, how do we combat that? And what is your advice to people like us um, just yesterday on Whittier Boulevard? It was just closed down. Vendors were kicked out of Whittier Boulevard area told to dump all their stuff and that Whittier Boulevard was closed off for the evening. So what is your advice as an assembly woman um, to someone like me or the street vendors or the cruisers that are enjoying our cruise and experience some kind of harassment from local authorities? What would you suggest to us? You know, I don't know what's, you know, I don't know the details of why that is happening and the history, unfortunately. Um, But I mean, Obviously, I, I'm sensing how you feel about it, right? You're like, look, we're just trying to share our, this is part of the culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, like I said, continue to talk, try to talk to them. I know it may be hard. Uh, yeah, and so, or even all of your other representatives, sometimes they have relationships. They can facilitate sometimes those meetings, I think. Okay. You know, like if there's an issue, if there was an issue like that in my area and they needed help, then probably my office would call, you know, the LAPD or LA County Sheriff, right? Just to request a meeting and Mm -hmm. ask and and hear them out too. They Mm -hmm. might be like, oh, for some reason we can't have this. And then try to, you know, facilitate a meeting. Um, It takes a while, right? It's Mm -hmm. not always instant. Um, but I think, you know, if you continue to advocate, if we all continue, um, you know, to celebrate this culture, um, and, you know, do more, you know, in in the media, 
you know, there's been great stories that now right. I notice about, you know, cruising culture and why it's important to California. Right. Then we're able to, through that, change some people's perceptions and their minds on even meeting with you. Agreed. Okay. Okay. That's great. So how, how can we support you with ACR 176 and moving forward in closing? And then any last words for, for yourself? Mm-hmm. So right now, this resolution is in the state Senate. Uh, you know, we already voted for it in the assembly. Uh, it's it's probably, I think it's on the Senate floor. Yeah, you know, we're, we end our, our legislative session at the end of August. Um, I asked um, Senator Maria Elena Durazo. Mm-hmm. I think she's your representative. Yes, she is. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, she's going to present it. All right. Uh, on the Senate floor. Great. I don't think we have a date yet, but it should be soon. Um, she's very excited, and, and I would encourage, I'm going to tell her that I talked to you. And, you know, she's so excited about this, um, too. Great. You know, she represents, I think, East L.A. and mm-hmm. El Sereno, yeah. all that area, right? Her and, her and Wendy, her and Wendy Carrillo, they're our California state legislators. Oh, yay! Yeah, they're both excited about this. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you know, allies for you to get right. to know. Right. Um, and they may have ideas, probably have relationships with L.A. County Sheriff, which right. is East L.A. is unincorporated. Right. Mm-hmm. So not just LAPD. Right. Mm-hmm. The, the right. county sheriff. And and so I think so she will be presenting on the floor and that's the final vote. Mm-hmm. And then we'll be done. Awesome. Okay. Awesome. So your your advice is to stay engaged with our council members. Make those yeah, phone I mean, calls, emails. That's going to support ACR 176. Yeah, especially if wherever you live, right? Because if it's someone from Pacoima, San Fernando, my area, um, and they're reaching out, my office tells me, oh, this group wants to meet you with you. They live here, right? They're your vote. I mean, we think, oh, they're our voters, right? Mm-hmm. They're our, and, or our constituents, right? The people that we represent and serve. Um, and, you know, sometimes we get called, we get so many requests and if they're from all over, so we can't take them all because I'm like, I need to focus on my, you know, communities. Um, and so, you know, whoever is your, are your representatives, right? Reach out, and make sure they know that this is important Great. to you. Okay. Excellent. Thank you. All right. So those are those were our five to seven questions. We followed and respected your your staff's recommendation. And hopefully we didn't take, you know, too much of your time. No, Um, this was great. I was happy to do this because you're part of the community that has been so supportive. And this you're making this bigger than we intended that we thought. Right. You know, I'm like, I want to celebrate this. But I thought only the people here, uh, you know, my colleagues would hear it. And, and it's getting bigger because the community really is embracing this. And I think we could end up doing more. A lot of my yeah. colleagues are like, what else could we do next yeah, year? Definitely. Um, one of my colleagues from um, Eduardo Garcia, assembly member from Coachella, said we should have a lowrider month here at the Capitol. Wow. Right? <laughs> wow. That's cool. Um, and yeah. they're, ha- they're coming up with event ideas and awesome. things we could do here um, at the Capitol. I'm like, okay, you're going to be running them, right? I'm not going to do it. Let's all work together, right, and do this. Yeah, that's awesome. There is great momentum right now. Lorraine is headwaying so much stuff here in the LA area. You, you know, representing the San Fernando Valley and places like Pacoima. I mean, there's really good organic momentum, and we love seeing it, and we really are appreciated of it. 
Yeah, thank you so much. Maybe you sorry to interrupt you, Luce. Go ahead. No, 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 just thank you. Thank you for everything, for your advocacy, for spreading the word, you know, for being out there. And I love how, you know, this is an example of how our communities are engaged with the elected officials, you know, because usually people are like, what do those politicians do? They don't do anything. You know, that's what my mom even says. I'm like, I'm one of them. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and so, you know, this is just one example. Yeah, we're thinking about directly affects you. Future panels to future discussions and gatherings that way for, for uh, you know, to continue the conversation and continue the momentum. Yes, that's what I was gonna say. Is that um, if maybe you and your staff can think of like maybe an in person. Uh, a panel here at Hello Stranger, Angela Romero is open mm. to having um, a panel and a discussion on cruising is not a crime. And what does that mean in ACR 176? And how do we make successful cruises and healthy cruises and sustain the culture of, oh, of that's cruising? Oh, Especially and, like the, um, with the members, I could have the members that represent that oh sorry someone's calling you. Mm. Uh, that represent that area and invite them because if they get an invitation yeah. from yourself i think it will mm-hmm. yeah. be so much more you know influential of course and we all do that we all invite each other to things okay and i know right. your schedule is crazy so like if you guys want to find a date um we're on board yeah. raul and i yeah. so is angela romero here at hello stranger in little tokyo area and um, Dr. Denise Sandoval of Cal State University Northridge. She's a professor of Chicano studies. Oh, and yeah. Raul has had him, her, excuse me, on He's his done. podcast. Yeah. And she's actually okay. coordinating a lowrider um, exhibit so, at her university mm-hmm. right now. She's helped at the Peterson oh, Museum yeah. with lowrider okay. exhibitions. So she was with, she is willing to moderate the panel. Okay, we'll do I'll t- I'll ask Senator Durazo since she's presenting this for, uh, for me on nice. the Senate, mm-hmm. if she's interested. Excellent. Um, and I'm sure she will be, and we'll, we'll coordinate. Okay, that'd That's be good. excellent. I know Janice Hahn shares Whittier Boulevard, kind of like Commerce Montebello and Hilda Solis. Um, if Wendy Carrillo wants to join us, like whoever's on board, whoever's not on board, fine, they can stay home. <laughs> and whoever is on board, let's conversate and get to know one another and support each other and um, elevate the movement. Okay. Thank you.